Well, welcome everyone to Love vs. Hate. My name is Anne, and I'm your old-fashioned nerd. And I'm Emily, your mainstream millennial. And on this podcast, Emily and I like to debate and argue about all the things in life that we love and hate. And I'm really excited because Anne says that she has some exciting news. Yes, I am flipping the script. I am your mainstream millennial today. Whoa, 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 what? Do you remember... Mm, about like October-ish, November-ish in 2020, I came to you and was like, Emily, I've been obsessed with sea shanties. And I was like, it's just been like my crazy, like I've been listening to it nonstop, like on Spotify. Like, do you remember me telling you about that? I seem to recall something about and shanties. Then, yep. And then event, like we even put it out as like my weekly obsession. I was like, sea shanties, like people, it's just like, I don't know what it is. They're just, they, they're getting me right now. And they're like this old music. I just, I'm in love. Well, guess what I found out thanks to NPR today. Okay, first of all, so far this sounds like an old-fashioned nerd. (laughs) Yeah, but here's the thing. Apparently, according to NPR and other news sources, including MSN, sea shanties have become massively popular on TikTok. So popular that, in fact, like, they literally have a hashtag sea shanty, like, on TikTok. If you look it up right now, it has over 77 million views. Like, it is blown up. Like, all of these famous TikTokers are, like, singing sea shanties on TikTok, and it's become the latest craze. And I'm just saying, I am a trend starter, and I am mainstream, and I am cool, because I started that trend before it was a thing. Wow. Aren't you proud Except of me? Except for she didn't, because nobody saw her do it. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm mainstream. Like, I am as mainstream as you get. Like, I was ahead of the trend. Is that not cool? Come on. Come on, Emily. I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about. What? What do you mean? Like, what TikTokers and what song? Like, what's the song? How does it go? Well, there's any, there's multiple sea shanties. Uh, the, Scotman, the Scotsman apparently is pretty popular. Also, The Wellerman, which is one that I have on my folk loves list on my Spotify, because The Wellerman is also really good. And like, People like the Wellerman, Nathan Evans, apparently is kind of one of the TikTokers. I don't really know who he is. I haven't seen any of his TikToks, but his video of the Wellerman has 4.4 million views on TikTok. And like people are just exploding over singing sea shanties. I have no idea who that guy is either. I'm not sure either. I'm just saying it's a trend on TikTok. You can look it up. And I'm just saying I'm a trend starter. Thank you. And I'm a mainstream (laughs) millennial. (laughs) You heard it here. First, folks. That was hard to say. You heard it here first. You know folks. what's hard to say is sea shanties like five times fast. Sea shanty, sea shanty, sea shanty. <laughs> Shelly shall she choked while she was singing sea shanties on the seashore. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up later. Yeah, we will. And then you'll just, you know, just be impressed by me. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. But we're not just talking about sea shanties today. We're actually talking about TV show hosts specifically. Yes. And I'm so excited. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we can just get right into it because I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Let's jump in. Emily, do you want to go first? Mm, okay. So... The first person that I want to talk about is the one, the only, Tom Bergeron. I just knew it. He's the guy who's the uh, bachelor and bachelorette, no. right? 
Oh, no. oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is he the America's Funniest Home Videos guy? Yes. <gasps> I love him. America's... He's also on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, well, not anymore, unfortunately. Wait, what? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll talk a little bit about his history. So he was on America's Funniest Home Videos from 2001 to 2015. And then he got replaced by Alfonso Ribeiro or Ribeiro or whatever his name is. Basically the Carlton from Fresh Prince Bel-Air. Okay. (sighs) Sad. And then he went to Dancing with the Stars and was on there from 2005 to 2020. Mm. He got replaced by Tyra Banks, Ugh. and she's not very good as the host of Dancing with the Stars. You can't beat Tom Bergeron. Come in, come on, Bergeron. Bergeron. I don't know what his <laughs> name is. I was trying to do it from memory, and I failed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of sad. They got rid of Tom and Aaron Andrews, who's like the other co-host kind of a person. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they did that. It was a stupid move on Dancing with the Stars' part. Not okay, Dancing with the Stars. And I miss him. Yeah. But he's funny. Then, yeah, he is really funny. He's like super comfortable. Like he can talk to anyone. And like, I just feel like he has really great timing. And it's not awkward like Tyra Banks is all the time. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm comparing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like got natural kind of like comedian timing in him. Like he knows, like. Yeah. He was a part of the reason why I enjoyed the show. It's just because, like, he was funny, but he could also be serious. But he also, like, he kind of knew how to make people feel relaxed and, like, mm-hmm. open up. Yeah. So, and he's just, like, a nice dude. Like, he, he just seems down to earth and genuine, yeah. which I love. Mm-hmm. And then the best part, maybe, about Tom Bergeron is that, you guys, if you didn't know already, I'm kind of obsessed with The Masked Singer. <gasps> Don't know if you, if you knew. <laughs> but, um... He was on season three, maybe, and he was the taco, and he, <gasps> he was a really, sing. really good singer. Oh my gosh, like, he that literally makes me love sounded him more. like a like a jazz singer. That's awesome. Yeah, we need to look up the tiger after this too. After we watch TikToks, the tiger. Didn't you just say he was the tiger? The taco. Oh. I heard tiger. I don't know why. I don't know why I heard tiger. The tiger was like uh, Rob Gronkowski or whatever that guy's name is. Some football player who was really bad. Oh, Anyways, okay. the taco. The taco. The taco. Got it. Okay. He was so cute, and he had his microphone was like a little hot sauce bottle. That's so adorable. Cute. Yeah. Um, Did they guess him? I don't think so. I would never have thought he could sing. Yeah, he's so cute. Like when I heard heard him sing, I was like, oh. Oh my gosh, he's precious, whoever this old man is. Like, he just sounds like an old man. Like, he's so cute. (laughs) And then he took his thing off and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Tom. Yeah. Anyways, some other fun facts about him. He started his career on the East Coast and became a solid figure in Boston before he went off and did big things on AFV. Um, He co-hosted the 60th Emmys in... 2008 with some other TV show hosts, Heidi Klum, Jeff Probst, <gasps> yeah, and some others. So that's pretty much Tom Bergeron. Love him. Can't I wait agree. to see what he does in the future. Yeah. He, and he's good because he's like a classic like TV host personality type. Like, yeah. he, you know, so that I approve of your choice. I also love him. Thank you. <laughs> I don't always approve of your choices, but this one I do. Yeah, We are in agreement. <laughs> okay, Anne, what do you got? Uh, well, okay. First of all, 
I think we need to do TV show hosts again because after I started, uh, I picked my host kind of early on. And afterwards, I realized that there was another host that I really, really want to talk about. And so I had to do at least a little shout out. Um, I should have talked about Alex Trebek because I feel Aww. like of all the TV show hosts, he's probably the most nerdy. And also he recently passed, which is really sad. And I was really bummed about that. But he was also been battling cancer for a while. So we're go- we will have to do another episode in the future. And I'm going to do a tribute to Alex Trebek in the future. Wait, wait a second. Which show was he on? I- I'm sorry. I'm a horrible Alex person. Tribeck. Wheel of Fortune? No, but you're on the right track. Not Wheel of Fortune. It's one it's much more nerdy and much more like smart. Where you have to answer with the question. She's not gonna get it. It starts with a J. The only word that's coming to my head is juvenile, and I know that's not <laughs> that right. Is not correct. Ju Jo Jep. Jeopardy. There it is. I don't know why that took so long. <laughs> I literally played that game at my bachelorette party. <laughs> I loved, who doesn't love Jeopardy, right? I mean, okay, we'll get into that in another Next, episode. Another episode. Trust okay. me, I, I'm kicking myself in the foot because I feel like all the nerds out there are like, why aren't you talking about Alex Trebek? So I wanted to just start with that. I will. I will talk about him because okay. he's amazing and it's I love coming, him. It's eventually. coming, eventually. But in the meantime, I think... I just have to talk about Jeff Probst. And I think it's because we recently did our Survivor episode. And I just realized, like, rewatching it, how much I love Jeff. Like, Jeff is one of my favorite TV show hosts of all time. Uh, He, number one, like, his dimples are just adorable. (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) Like, just like his dimples just make me so happy. Um, But I think, too, what's interesting is, like, he has been the host of Survivor from the beginning, and that's, like, what he's known for. Like, he he did other minor stuff in the beginning early on in his career, but nothing that really ever got him notoriety. But when he came on to Survivor, like, that, number one, launched his career, but he was also a big, like, proponent of launching Survivor, too. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just, I just think it's so cool how he's, like, been with the show from the beginning, and he's probably going to stick with it until the end. Like, he just loves it. It's his life, and he is in love with it, and I love that. Um, and so it's actually kind of interesting. He had to really battle to get on Survivor because uh, at the time he wasn't very well known. Like I said, he had done some little things, but he like heard about this show and was like, this is for me. Like, oh, my gosh, I am meant to host this show. Like, this is what I was made for. Like, he felt it so strongly. And so he went to the producer, um, Mark Burnett, and he was like, dude, you know, he had like conversations with him. And he's like, you got to hire me. And... Mark Burnett was kind of like, eh, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, and so, like, uh, Jeff, like, felt kind of defeated because he's like, I just know this is what I'm meant for. So he actually, I think this is so cool, he actually wrote up a bunch of, like, mock um, news articles in, that are in the future that's like Survivors, the number one show on CBS and like he made all these like fake headlines mm. and at the end of each one he wrote and some of the success goes to the very likable but unknown Jeff Probst <laughs> so he because yeah. he wasn't because a lot of these bigger shows like at the time when he was trying for this like certain hosts like Regis Philbin who do you know what he hosted yeah um live with regis and kelly or did he do something before that he did that but at the time he was known for who wants to be a millionaire like that show at the time like in the early 2000s because survivor started in 2000 um 
at that time, like that was one of the biggest like shows um, on the air. And so Mm -hmm. like Regis was super well known and he's like, you know, he was trying to, you know, Jeff's trying to make a name for himself when there's all these other like big name hosts out there. So it actually came down to him and Phil Kogan. Do you know what he hosts? Nope. He actually became the host of The Amazing Race. Never seen it. I love Phil in The Amazing. You haven't seen The Amazing Race? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I bet you would like it. It's very fun. And Phil does a really phenomenal job hosting that show. So I I think it's kind of funny that it came down to the two of them. And um, of course, obviously, Jeff got the job. But like I said, it was it was an uphill battle for him. And he was really worried that like, because he even said early on, he thought that they might consider Phil over him because Phil's also uh, Australian as well as Mark. And so like, there was just like, a lot that he thought Phil had going Mm, for him over Jeff. But he got the job. And uh, it was like he had to like go through his own survivor to get to survivor. He pretty much did. And it's it's kind of like and he was just so in love with it from the beginning. And I think it shows in the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And I the thing I love about Jeff is he's very witty and he's not afraid to call people out. Yes. (laughs) I watched a really fun compilation of him just like during challenges like, wow, and X, you know, X person is way behind. And like, (laughs) they are just like, completely out of this competition. And it's really funny. Like, he's not afraid to like, tell people how it is. I feel like if I was on there, like, doing the challenges and he was standing right next to me being like, and Emily just can't get it together. She's been working on this puzzle for 35 minutes. What an incredible disappointment. I'd be like, Jeff, stop. (laughs) And you can kind of tell, I think, at times the players, like, and I love that the players, like, love him. But at the same time, I think they get, they're like, Jeff, like, shut up. (laughs) Or, yeah, like, if they're, like, struggling, like, when they're doing those endurance challenges. Yeah. he'll just be like wow you look like you're in a lot of pain man (laughs) probably just like "Uh (laughs) um i also really love like he was really adamant that in tribal council he doesn't have an earpiece or anything like it Mm. is him and the players and that's it and he was adamant about that from the beginning like they thought they were kind of like hey we should get like mark you know the other producer in your ear and he was like no yeah this is that's not what it's about and so cool i think that's really cool like it's really and what i love about survivor that i didn't really realize until i started kind of doing some research about it their whole mission is to make a story you know, like they want this to be an adventure, you know, it's and also it's kind of this combo of like creating a story and also seeing how far people will push. Like, can we push people to their limits and are they going to push past their own limits and can they do what they thought they never could? Mm-hmm. So it's this it's this survival story. Like, that's why it's called Survivor. And uh, I just found it so interesting, like in their casting, they don't cast people based on by any means on like, you know, any kind of like age or job title or anything, what they like cast people is like, do we have like a hero type? Do we have like a mentor type and uh, like villain type? Like they cast by types, mm-hmm. more like character types, which I think is really interesting because yeah. they want to build that story and that narrative. Hmm. And that's all part of tribal as well. Like when they go to tribal, Jeff even said, he's like, I don't go to tribal with the intent to like hurt people's feelings or like get the truth out of people. I'm just looking for the story. Like what's the story? And that's what he tries to like get out. Um, And so he, and he said like, you know, sometimes tribal's 30 minutes, sometimes it's four hours. Like it, it, he'll just sit there as long as people need to talk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah, so I just think he does a really, really good job at like, 
maintaining the integrity of the show and also just bringing his own personality and like his own like uh, mix into the things. Yeah. No, I I definitely like him. I've only seen one season of Survivor, but I'm I'm pretty much hooked, and I can't wait. Or Anne and I are gonna watch another season. Yes, uh, her favorite season. Yes. So I'm excited to see more of Jeff. Oh yeah. Um, one last fun fact um, about Jeff Probst, kind of. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is actually one of his like biggest fans, like of the show. And he will actually email Jeff, like, ideas for the show. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, he, he actually came up with it. And some of his ideas, I think, m- mostly just one or two of them. But they've actually incorporated some of his ideas into the show. One of them was to have, um, and I haven't seen this season, so I don't know exactly how the mechanics work. But basically, at Tribal, they set up this, like, um, little hut. That was just like an invisible, like, you know, it's part of the set and nobody's necessarily paying attention to it. But like other players actually could go in and like sit and listen to tribal and they were like hidden, but they could sit and like listen to it because it was like this invisible hut. And so, yeah, I don't know exactly how it worked. I haven't seen the season that has I'm it. I'm confused. But... <laughs> Aren't they all there at tribal? No, it's like other, other like tribe people. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I forgot how it works. I was only thinking of how it ends when they're all together and merged. Oh, yeah, no, I'm no. like, they're all there. Yeah, no, when they're like tribes. Yeah, so got it's it. just kind of like, yeah, got interesting. it. Light bulb. Okay. Yeah. So they did actually incorporate one of his ideas. But yeah, uh, it's just kind of like, I just think that's hilarious that Jimmy like emails him with all his ideas. He's just like a mega fan. Dear Jeff. Yeah. I have another idea. Yep. And that's the thing about Survivor, too. Like, they've been going on for 20 years. 2020 was their 20th season. Well, it was their 40th season. They do two se- which is crazy. I don't know how they do that. Yeah. They film, like, two seasons a year. It's just crazy. But um, but they've been doing it for 20 years, and it's just always gotten stronger. Like, Survivor has some has won many, like, awards and Emmys, and they it's arguably one of the, if not the most successful, like, reality show, mm. competition show. Yeah, I mean, it's like... The longest running, if not one of the most longest running. Yeah. So it's it's awesome. And I think that Jeff really like with it's hard to picture without Jeff. Like, I do genuinely think he was like made for that role. Like when he says, like, I knew in my bones this was for me. Like, I think it was genuine. Like he Mm. just really helps bring that show all together. Yeah. So I have a few other honorable mentions. I mean, Anne already guessed that I was going to talk about him, so I'm just going to mention him. Chris Harrison, of course. Oh, that's course. the guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know who that is, it's the host of the Bachelor franchise shows. So Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, like mm-hmm. all the shows that have mm-hmm. ever been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the host. <laughs> but he doesn't even do anything. Does yes, he even do anything? Does. He, he travels does he the do? world. <laughs> Okay, okay, I've seen like two, I've never seen a full episode of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, but I've seen clips and from what Emily showed me and stuff. And every time I feel like he has the exact same face, the exact same expression, the exact same tone. Like he's always just like, "Uh uh-huh, you ready to meet the girls? Okay. Like, I don't know. He just seems so bland to me, but I also don't have a full picture. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of the stuff that he does is the same because he just like, comes at the beginning the first episode and he's like you ready for this like this is exciting you're gonna meet all these people and then he comes in at the row ceremony and he's like all right it's down to the last rows whoever doesn't get picked you have to say goodbye and pack your belongings and go (laughs) and then that's pretty much all he does in each episode and then he just like helps along the way um 
but it's just like he is just like he makes the show like there would be no bachelor without chris harrison Uh like uh chris harrison is amazing and he makes fun of the show on the show which is funny okay i approve of that because he's like this is the most dramatic season yet i've never said that before (laughs) and like in bachelor in paradise they do like this little intro where they show all the people and he's like reading a romance book and then he's like he like i'm you can't see what I'm doing right now because obviously this is a podcast, but he makes like an embarrassing thing like he's mocking himself in the show. And then let's see. Yeah, he's just living the dream. He's doing it right. You know, he barely has to do anything and he just gets to travel the world, you know? Yeah. Okay. But he also has to remember all those people's names. That's a yeah. lot of people's names. I'm sure he has help. Yeah. I'm sure he's got people helping him with that <laughs> he's got cue cards and co- like oh. you know um what are they called not cue cards um there's a specific card that you write on you and you flip it flash over on the cards. flash cards he's got flash cards <laughs> that the producers are like testing him on yeah with people's pictures but he also like one of his main like things is the after the final rose or the men tell all or the women tell all in each season he it's like a studio show where he talks to everyone about what happened in the season and for this last bachelorette show season um it was claire slash tasha's season and there was this one guy that was really really rude to claire and he was like i expected better from the oldest bachelorette in history or whatever and it made claire cry and then on the show like all the guys were like you should say sorry like you shouldn't have said that and he and like chris was like dude, like, you're on national television and would you do that? Would you be okay with your daughter if somebody said that to your daughter? And the guy was like, yeah, I guess she needed to put it in her place like that. And Chris was like, okay, well, I guess there's nothing else that can be said. Like, he tried to, like, help him and, like, he's never done anything like that before. I guess Nobody's ever really acted that rudely on mm. the show before, but he like actually wanted to try and he's like, I really want to try and help you because it's not looking good for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So that's one of my honorable mentions. Love you, Chris. Um, another one is, I mean, we can't talk about TV hosts and not talk about Steve Harvey oh such a good pick love steve <laughs> i just love his reactions to people he like he's just so funny him on family feud is one of my favorite things yes <laughs> my favorite one ever is the one where they're like what's another word for mother and the girl's nah, like nah nah nah, <laughs> nah me <laughs> okay try something else oh nah 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 he's like because you're pronouncing it differently does not make it a different word (laughs) steve Uh, is another good one who's like got the comedic aspect and brings the comedy and yes yeah it's just classic he's very classic uh in along the same lines though in my opinion we can't be talking about tv show hosts and not at least mention bob barker i mean come on how like more classic can you get don't know who that is. Oh, okay. <sighs> People, you see what I'm working with. <laughs> Bob Barker was the first host of The Price is Right. 
Never seen it. You've never seen The Price is Right? I really... Are you, you know crazy? what? Is that on the Game Show Network? I don't know. I think it's PBS, but... I, oh, I don't know. I wasn't really like a game show person ever. I, yeah. The only game show that I've ever seen and like watched more than like twice is Family Feud. Like anything else I really... Don't but like. the price is right is like one of the oldest like game shows in history like and also like how have you not you've heard of it though right i've heard of it i don't know what it is oh or my how gosh. you play emily we need to you just guess you. how much things are i mean there's a whole bunch so there's like a bunch of different mini games but ultimately yes that's the core of the show is you're guessing at prices of items and things and then you win stuff if you get it right hmm it's very fun. Yeah. And Bob Barker is like a classic. And he also, he did the show for a very long time. And he like, he just had such charm about him. And he was just the total gentleman. And he always carried around his cute little like microphone that had a lawn stick and it had just like a little, it was it just, I, I can't believe I have to explain how classic Bob Barker is to you right now. Um, my last honorable, would you, was there anything else about Bob Parker, whatever his name is. Bob Barker. Par- yes. Bob Barker. <laughs> oh, it's close. I can't even help you, Emily. <laughs> um, how much is, what's his net worth? Well, he's passed away now. I don't know what it was. Er, you're wrong. The price is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just wanted to say that. Oh, well, who's your last honorable mention? Okay. My last one is Nick Cannon from The Masked Singer. <laughs> also, he was on AGT. I don't know why they got rid of him because Nick is funny and good. And I do enjoy Nick Cannon. He's a yeah, good TV he's host. He's funny. Yeah. He's good. I approve as well. Yay. So the only one I don't really approve of is like Chris, whatever his name was. Chris Harrison. Yeah. He just looks bored the whole time. I mean, come on. I don't blame him. He's got nothing to do. Like, he doesn't really do anything. Like, out of all the hosts on TV right now, he's the one I feel like that does the least. Uh, No. There's so many shows he's on. I'm saying on The Bachelor. Oh, I mean, okay, yeah, I guess like Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor. Yeah, so many. (laughs) Can't even think of them all. There's so many. I don't even. I can't even think of them all. There's so many. I will say though, he probably does have the sweetest gig because he doesn't have to do anything and he gets to travel the world and he just looks at people and laughs at them. Yes, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. That that is fair. Well, Emily, what is your life lesson? My life lesson. You know what? I really like what you said about Jeff, how he wrote those headlines out and like kind of like manifested what happened. So yeah, thoughts become things. Put yourself in action and maybe it'll happen. Yeah. And I think too, he wasn't afraid because he even said he was like, you know, he wasn't afraid to do it because what did he have to lose? You know, yeah. he was willing to get creative and He's like, I'm think already outside. nobody. <laughs> yeah, I'm already nobody, but I could be somebody if you just put your trust in me. And like, he was willing to go that extra mile to yes to get what he wanted. What about you? I would say if you're gonna be a TV show host, which granted is probably like you know one percent of our listeners, if that, probably more <laughs> like point zero 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 one percent. But I'm just saying in life, like. 
I think one of the things that I love about TV show hosts, like specifically with like Bob Barker, Alex Trebek, Jeff Probst, like all the ones we've named, even some of like Steve Harvey, like they bring their own personality to it and they bring themselves and they bring an element of like humor. And I think that's really important. So just be yourselves, people. And it's in, it's important part of life. Don't try and be someone else. Just be you. You do you, boo. Beautiful. Beautiful.